3: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Homestead Radio. My name is Chris Hambling and tonight, tonight I get to review a win, an actual win, 2-1, against mark hughes's stoke city at sellhurst park a last minute goal from mamasako here gave palace the three points Uh, obviously you'll be talking to the panel in immense detail about all of these things but also want to hear from you do get in touch holradio.net forward slash contact to find out all the ways to get in touch with us today i'll introduce you to my panel yeah that's fine to my panel in just a moment but first of all here's a quick message reasons to hate Brighton homophobia homophobia doesn't need to be one of them follow us on twitter at proud and palace my panel tonight oh mr nicholas gillard my panel Surely my panel we're not your gonks listen mate don't start early I, i'm the <laughs> <a> host <laughs> and if i say my panel it's my panel all right all right <laughs> watcher <laughs> Second week in a row it's Mr Patrick O'Connor Hello Hello And not only do you get Nick and Patrick But it's only Lucy White Hello hello. Returning after a, a long absence Luke, Lucy I,
1: know. Luke? He, I nearly Luke? called
3: you Lukey I was going to go with <laughs> um, that right?
1: Yes it feels like a, a very long time
3: Yeah well you shouldn't have said all those things That you said about me So. <laughs> well I've, uh, I've forgiven Lucy And she's now allowed back on the show um, loads to talk about today, but it, of course, most importantly, a win, a win to talk about. Always nice, only for the second time this season, uh, but the, pan, the uh, panel, the table is obviously looking a lot brighter, and I think the best place for me to start, um, but I will mention before I actually, before I move on, uh, Nick, you will be in the chat room tonight, holradio.net forward slash chat, talking to the chaps in there, right? Chaps my and chat messes.
0: Yep, my homies are in here already, quite a few.
3: Good stuff, Just glad to, to hear it. Hearing from them. Yeah, we're getting live live comment from them today. Of course, you can tweet us at H O O L radio. Yeah, I said that well as well. It's going, it's going good. It's going good. Uh, and at some point, when it starts, you'll be able to message us on Facebook too. And Lucy, you're looking after Facebook tonight, aren't you?
1: I am indeed. Down
3: you with can't kids. Wait. Yeah, it's Facebook. Facebook's old now, isn't it? It's all about the uh, Snapchats now, isn't it? All that. I
1: think so.
3: Yeah, probably. Probably you're as old as I am, aren't you? So. It's really? all about the MySpace. <laughs> Bebo, mate. Bebo. Oh, dear. Friends <laughs> reunited. <laughs> Let's just stop naming old things on the internet. And um, talking <laughs> of old things on the internet, Nick. No, anyway, right. Um, <laughs> I do want to mention that uh, I take full credit. Well, not just me, actually, but, but mainly me for the fact that we won a game. The last time. Um, you might know him from Twitter, Nav, but, uh, but if you don't know Nav, Nav's a person. And uh, we uh, we always, well, always, we sometimes meet for lunch at uh, a Sri Lankan restaurant in Crawley when he's working in Crawley and I'm working at home, and we have mutton rolls. If you've never had a mutton roll, you've never lived. Um, but, uh, oh, hello, Facebook, you're live now, apparently. Uh, sorry about the slight delay, and you've missed some absolute gold, but hello. Anyway, so as I was saying, uh, Nav and I meet for lunch, we have mutton rolls, uh, which are a Sri Lankan delicacy. But we haven't managed to do that very often this season. Uh, the last time we did, we beat Chelsea in the game following it. And uh, we managed to eat last week. And now we've beaten uh, we've Stoke. So six points out of six, subsequent to mutton roll eating. And most importantly, this week, I actually completely forgot and was asleep. Um, Nav rang me, woke me up at the disgusting time of 1.30 in the afternoon. And the first thing I did was... Get dressed, go, get in the car, drive down and eat the spiciest, spiciest food you've ever eaten for breakfast. So I'm a hero, all right? I am a hero. Deal with no, it. No, you're not. Now, go on, it. Terrence wasn't doing his preview show. Every
0: there's... time Terence doesn't do his preview show, we win.
3: Well, there's a lot of things all lining up here. There's that as well. And Patrick, you, you've you got something else?
0: Yeah. Um,
2: I take no stock with so Nav is a jinx. <laughs> Calls me a jinx,
3: Nav's a jinx. He's been calling you a jinx for about two years. I think. Exactly, it's a long time, jinx. <laughs> and uh, we've also got a tweet in from now saying the voting has concluded. A hundred percent of people who voted <laughs> want Terence banned from the whole Radio <laughs> preview. I will. I do feel I have to point out that the options were yes and of course or something. Like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> but there we go. The people have spoken. So Terence, who's currently on honeymoon, won't care. But he's he's banned.
0: There's a there's a message for the entire cast of EastEnders at the end of that tweet as well, isn't there? Time to act.
3: Good stuff, Nick. Well done, mate? Glad to have you up. Uh, anyway, <laughs> league table <laughs> league table is looking a lot healthier. We're feeling a lot happier. Uh, but uh, I do want to get to a couple of emails before we get to the analysis of the show. Firstly, this goes back a while, so I do have to apologise to Mr. Hunter Young. It's a good it's a good name. I don't think it's a a joke name, Hunter Young. That would be bad. Uh, but Hunter has uh, got in touch. He is a fan over in America. Doesn't say he's actually American. He could be a pretend American like you, Patrick. Uh, <laughs> probably. But uh, he's, he's obviously lots of nice things that you said. But really, I just want to give him a quick shout out. He said, obviously, his podcasts like ours do give him uh, a, that little bit extra because they don't get great uh, media coverage in the States. Although he's probably better than it used to be, isn't it, Patrick?
2: It's a lot better than he used to be, trust me.
3: Yeah. Um, but also, we'll probably take you up on that offer to have a real American on the show at some point as well, Hunter, uh, rather than whatever Patrick pretends <laughs> to be. Sorry, Patrick, I don't mean to have a go at you, but you never turn up and say yee or uh, <laughs> things like that. It's a real letdown.
2: It is. You know what? <laughs> I've been here since I was 14 years old. So I am much more American than I am English, but I can't ever give my English roots. i was born in South London, mate. That's it.
3: In it? In it? Bam. I didn't uh, realise Di was on. <laughs> also, a uh, quick question for the panel from Peter Triggs. Got in touch earlier today. So given Yannick, Yannick Balassi and Everton's woes, he must be missing yes. the support he got from the fans. As with Wilf's departure to Man United, his return has been the and his return has been the making of him. Uh, with Wilf's intervention, do you think that Yalla could return, or is there a, no longer a role for him at Palace? Patrick, are you keen?
2: Oh, absolutely! That would be fantastic. I'd love to have Yannick back.
3: Yeah, kind of just, it's easy to forget what it was like with having a Wilf on one wing and Yannick on the other, isn't it, Nick? Indeed. In
0: fact, I noticed that Wilf picked up on one of Yannick's tri- tricks yesterday when uh, he was dashing with the ball, about to take a player on. He actually did that bit where he bent down and touched the ground with his hand <laughs> and then went past them. And I yeah. remember um, Yannick doing that before.
3: I do do possibly think it might have been less than deliberate. No, no. <laughs> no, he did it on purpose. Oh, He's a genius. Fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, loose. You, you know, you miss Yannick.
1: Um, well, not at the minute because he's still injured, isn't
3: he? He's back training. But I know what you mean, but you know, but obviously you miss him from Palace, right? You know, it was great. Not just uh, not just as a player, as a personality as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was fantastic. Um, but I think I miss someone like like Jednak more than Balassi. If I was, if he said to me, "Who do you want back?" I think I'd rather have Melee. Ouch. <gasps>
3: No. Oh, there we go. Well, no, listen, you know, people who are to their opinions, no matter how well they are. <laughs>
2: controversial.
3: I it is it. controversial. No, I, do, I do get what loose means. You know, as, 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 as fantastic as Valassi um, is as a player, and I would love him back at Palace. I just thought, he, you know, it was very difficult for teams to mark him and Wilf out the same game, uh, which I really enjoyed. But I do know what loose means. You know, having... Proper leaders in the team as well, you know, real personalities in there. And I'm just hoping that some of the some of the players we got now are going to start to show that level of leadership. And we saw some uh, interesting signs from a couple of players yesterday that I'm sure we'll we'll get into in just a moment. And uh, there was one other uh, bit of contact I wanted to uh, get to, which was from Jerry Cole, a long-term listener. Uh, a couple of subjects that we talked about earlier in the week. Uh, Jerry messaged in to talk about Glenn Murray and uh, you know how he's not particularly surprised. Murray's success in the Premier League uh, of late with Brighton because it's never needed the kind of pace and whatever. So, even if he has lost a yard of pace, you know, it doesn't really affect his game. I thought it was a good point uh, being made by by Jerry there. But uh, there you go, Ash oh, Eagle. I'd rather have Glenn Murray back on current form. Well, I, you know, I still very much would not. Um, but let's get into that. You know, people, Palace especially, seem to love looking back and saying we should never have done this, we should never have done that. You know, I still maintain that, you know, you can look at Gale and Murray, that without them taking that step back and dropping a division and playing those seasons and getting the goals that they got at a lower level, they wouldn't have come back to be the players that they are now. Gale still isn't quite cutting it at Premier League level, but Glen Murray has been so far. But I'll ask you about this, Patrick. I don't want to let it too long. We'll get into talking about the game. But, you know, can you see the argument? Because now, you know, people say, look, we should never let Murray go. And even Steve Parrish has said he regrets it.
2: I only think of it, Chris, in uh, the perspective of Ben Teke being injured and then not having Wickham and then not, never, never playing Ladapo. L- um, again, I never thought Glenn Murray would be able to score goals at the rate he's doing for Brighton now for Palace. But I don't think at the time we let him go, I think it was the right time for both he and Gale to go. What hurt us, obviously, is Wickham's injury. And then, obviously, we had to finish camp last year. But, again, only in looking back on it, on the fact that Benteke was hurt when I look at it and say we should have kept him. But, honestly, based on how things were prior to Benteke's injury and, and Wickham, I don't think it was a bad idea. It just yeah. looks bad now, looking back on it.
3: Indeed, it does. And, and Dick, I think Toby, Toby Reid's got a comment in the chat room pretty much sums up my feeling. Yeah,
0: uh, that's in the chat room at radio forward slash chat.net. i missed in there somewhere. Uh, you did, Toby yeah, Reed's you're here. right, mate. Yeah, yeah, he'd have no confidence if he continued with us, then Murray. And he needs people to work hard for him, but he can score goals, according to Brinscore Eagle. He's in sunny Spain today. So, very international flavour.
3: And uh, just to get to this subject on Twitter, uh, Paul Ashby pretty much hit the nail on the head here. He says, rather we'd bought improvements on both Gayle and Murray, which we clearly haven't done. I think that's more to the point. <laughs> You're gonna exactly. Yeah, the nail stuff. on head. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the cracks of the matter, really. Uh, a lot of people were talking earlier on about um, whether we're feeling a bit more confident now having got that win and, and reeled in a couple of the teams around us. Andy Sparrow is saying, oh, we've got to win ugly, but I'm concerned that Roy saw positives with Loftus-Cheek as he was so lackadaisical. He almost run backwards, wasted on the right, in my opinion. I agree with you in terms of that position. We'll get to that in a bit, Andy. Uh, and there was one more is saying that he feels the same as he did before. The result was needed and welcome, but it all depends on how we react to it. And I suppose that's talking about whether we can take some kind of momentum and get into the next game but anyway that's all with reference of course to us winning against stoke with a last minute goal leaving it as late as we could possibly leave it but hey they couldn't get back back into it so an ideal time to score isn't it um so we'll start as we often do we'll start with talking a little bit about the lineup and there was a couple of the selection shocks in there one of course was scott Dan going out James Tompkins coming in, which we'll talk about in just a moment. The other, of course, Julius Barodi being dropped for Wayne Hennessy. And I think we've got a little hamblings, ramblings about that right now. His gone all ranty. Something's really wound him up. He's using lots of nutty words, like bloody
2: cripes and forfeits. It's going to get quite heated. The air is turning blue. The refs have cut, The players are. And guess what? So are you. The wine the tactics, the substitutes and such. but please don't get started on Jordan much
3: Welcome to another Hambling's Rambling and uh, this week well, this week I have something I'm generally annoyed about, you know I've had to kind of raise my game over the last few weeks because you know, Palace have been playing pretty well you know not too many arguments about the selection and all that kind of stuff. But this week, I actually am very frustrated about something. and It's something that I think a lot of people were frustrated about before the game. And obviously, the result can kind of mask these things a little bit. But it was by the decision to drop Julian Speroni. Now, of course, you would be thinking to yourself, Oh, another chance for someone on Homestar Radio to ever go at Wayne Hennessy. But it's not really about that. It's not really about Wayne Hennessy. It's about us finding the need to create problems for ourselves it's we've all seen how the defence ok the defence has made individual errors and in particular Speroni and Dan made a mistake together last week but that's not really the point the point kind of is that you solve a problem and that problem was the defence having confidence in a goalkeeper but this time we've decided although that's fine and we've solved that problem why, and, we, and we could move on to try and solve some other ones we've decided in fact let's backtrack let's make a decision to put Wade Hennessy back in goal, a keeper that nobody, including his own teammates, had any confidence in when he's between the sticks. And you know, I just don't really understand the logic behind it. Now, we're told, aren't we, by Roy Hodgson. Roy Hodgson's come out to the press before the game, and he said, well, I wanted a tall goalkeeper because Stoker are a tall team. Yeah, yeah, that, that works, doesn't it, Roy? That's a really logical kind of thing to say. A, a tall goalkeeper because Stoker are a tall team. But it's a tall goalkeeper that doesn't jump. It's a tall goalkeeper that takes 45 minutes to actually make a low save. It's a tall goalkeeper whose only ability to d- distribute the ball is to smack it long to, oh, let's see, nobody because you left Christian Benteke on the bench. OK, so you might be thinking, Chris get pretty angry after a win, aren't you? Well, you know what? That was a last-minute goal. It was a last-minute goal, and it was a performance that should have been an awful lot better than it was. And I do think that was a huge error to drop Julian Spironi and the problem is now we've got a winner but what's Wayne Hennessy actually done to deserve to be dropped after that win well nothing so realistically that's him back in the side and you start wasting more and more games with our better goalkeeper on the bench we've already seen through the selection of Julian Spironi that Alan Pardew amongst others have wasted two years of Julian's career and now Roy Hodgson's just about to do the same well well done Roy for that selection
0: Chris Hambling's gone all ranty Something's really wound him up He's using lots of nutty words Like bloody cripes and for say It's going to get quite
2: heated The air is turning blue The refs have come The players are And guess what, so are you He'll whine about the tactics The substitute's and so.
3: Get in touch with the show. All of our contact details can be found at HOLRadio.net forward slash contact Now before everyone shouts at me that I do have to obviously <laughs> stick a certain amount of shall we say extremism in there, but I do I do believe the point I was making. Um, but I'm not particularly angry at Roy about it. I'm angry about the situation, so I'm not actually able to go at Roy Hodgson too much, but Nick, you said you first. Yeah,
0: I think it was a bit harsh, but you were really angry. I could hear you jabbing your good. finger on the desk and everything. Um, my daughter's been picked for a school team and she finally decided to come to a, a Palace game after a five-year absence. She's, she's 10. She fell asleep the last time yeah. uh, we went against Leeds United. We've all and, been there. Um, and um, I, she said, oh, I want to go and I want to see what the goalies do. And I thought, oh no, Hennessy's been picked. And... Um, after the game, you know, she she loved it. She wants to go again. But after the game, when I walked back to the car. I said, "So, what did you learn about goalkeeping?" Then she said, "You've really got to leave it to the last minute before you dive." <laughs> and I said, "No,
3: <laughs> no, you don't." And that is that is genuine, isn't it, Nick? That is it's not genuine. a that is not a joke or a made up story. That yeah, is that
0: genuinely she happened. She
3: actually learned that from from Wayne. Um, I got to be careful because I, you know, we have we do stick the boot in on, on Hennessy like a lot of people do. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, he, he played a part in in a win, you know, and he's a Palace player, and, and I do respect that. But I, I, I think it's dangerous, you know. I think I think it's it's set. A, I mean, I I don't know where you know what I can and can't say and, and what things are, are sourced. I, from what I'm told, uh. Spironi and Dan were were both in the team up until Thursday and there was something that happened at the trading ground that meant the two were dropped. That's that's I don't know how factual that is uh, because I won't reveal where it came from, but that's what I've heard. Um, But also you can clearly point to the fact that the two were culpable for a goal last week and that's just as legitimate a reason why they might have been not in the team on, you know, on, on the Saturday. So, you know, first of all, I've made well. I've made my point, Patrick, and I suppose you know your, your chance to get your views across,
2: Um Chris. If what you said is true, then I don't. I have no problem with them being dropped. But if it was truly what he said to the press about the a taller goalkeeper, I'd have a real problem with Hodgson as my manager going forward because that makes no sense. It really doesn't. I mean, so again, um uh, if, if it was done because of that reason, then obviously things happen at the training ground, and you know, you want to sort it out. Great, but if he really did it for the so-called logic of the taller goalkeeper who doesn't jump, I don't i don't get it. Having said that, um, Hennessy didn't have much to do yesterday. Whatever to do, he was fine with it. You know, he made an important save in the first half, so I'm not really bothered, but I would have a real problem if he keeps with uh, Hennessy over Spironi based on, uh, let me think of it, based on um, him thinking that one's better than the other because I clearly t- I think that the team plays better with Spironi in goal. Personally.
3: Yeah, absolutely right. And I think it's really important to also recognise that the, the team were very focused. You could hear them talk before the game um, how focused they were on not making any stupid defensive mistakes. Exactly. So it's important that we don't correlate the two, that there were mistakes when Majors was in last week and it wasn't when when Hennessy was in this week. And again, that's not to say I'm deliberately avoiding giving Hennessy any praise. Uh, it's it's more to the point of saying that I just really hope that this isn't a case of whatever whatever happened, that's, that's now Hennessy won his spot back. Because you know let's let's face it he hasn't deserved to win that spot back you know this uh, i think it's, it's, it's telling that that hodgson has already said he one of the first areas he wants addressed in january is he wants another keeper that's really telling and i think we can all say legitimately okay we do need it we do need a keeper to play before julian spiroli and before wayne hennessy i think i think that's agree.
2: fair agree agree
3: but but I don't know, Lucy. How, how do you feel about about Hennessy being back in and, and and the you know the way I sort of stressed it in my my ramble?
1: I, I completely agree with what you said. I um I don't think that um, Spironi deserved to be dropped. Although having what you just told us and agreeing with what Patrick said, if that is true, then yes, there was obviously a reason for Hennessy coming in. Um, I think what concerned me before the game is when we heard the lineups and found out Hennessy was going to be in goal, was the negativity that straight away everybody had. Um, and I, I suddenly thought, oh, if everybody's going to be negative about the goalkeeper, then it's going to bring negativity onto the pitch. And I was quite concerned going into the ground. And then what pleased me was when the lineup was read out by the guy on the pitch, when they said, and in, goal number 13 Wayne Hennessy everybody cheered and I think that was very telling as well because it shows that people although they might not agree that he is the correct choice that they're still willing to back him when it's when it's necessary um and again like Patrick said it wasn't um a terrible game for him he didn't really need to do that much
3: yeah, and no, it's a good point you make, and that's exactly how I, I, I do think people should respond. Whether you agree with it or not, the players that are out there are, are there to be supported, particularly at the game. I think it's different when you're, you know, when we're doing what we're doing. We're analysing, we're we're talking about players, we're talking about our individual opinions. I think we're we're able to say whatever we think. You know, that's that's the whole point. And obviously, listeners could could say what they think too. But when you get to a game. The, the, you've got to encourage the players, and it's great that that, that Wayne Hennessy's name was cheered. It's great that we had that positivity around the team yesterday, and, and you know the fans were a huge part of of the win yesterday. They really were, you know, have been of late. I've, I've been so encouraged by by the way the support has gone over the last few weeks because you know once again, and, and I thought we'd lost this, I really did, but once again, adversity has got the best out of the out of our support. You know, we've 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 pulled together and we've really pushed the, the, the team on and that's why we're scoring late goals, you know, we've done it two weeks in a row now, so it's been great to see, it really has, uh, go on Liz.
1: I think as well that's something that Roy called out isn't it, that no matter what, we are there, we, we support them through thick and thin and it's good to have that recognition from him and, and the team, they know that we've been crapped they know that yesterday was a crap game, despite us getting the three points. They know that we've had a really, really rough ride since the start of the season, yet we're still there. We're still singing. We still have a tiny little bit of faith. I mean, probably 90% of us still have that little bit of faith. <laughs> and it's it's nice that they know that.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think so, definitely. Uh, Nick, I want to jump back to the chat room, because I think certainly me and Patrick want to take on one of those comments in there. But... Uh, we've yeah. got a couple there yeah there's
0: one um somebody said um I'll find out who it was in a minute said that um Roy picked Tennessee because uh, of the height thing and um the goal was scored by some uh, a Lilliputian I think was the word <laughs> and um and um Lions 550 said um called him old Kat fingers he looked crap even on the highlights um and he said that there was also a school of thought that Downing Jaws were being saved for Brighton, as they know how important that game is. And Ash Eagle was come uh, back and said, you guys just cannot stop having a go at Hennessy. Come look at the facts. Spironi committed a howler and he deserved to be dropped.
3: Right, Ash Eagle. Really? <laughs> <laughs> really a howler. Spironi committed a howler. As I said last week, number one, Spironi didn't commit the howler. Spironi actually did dummy the player and played the pass legitimately to Dan, who dawdled on the ball and was tackled. Fact! Those are facts. That's a fact for you, mate. Here's another fact for you. I can't stop having to go ahead and see when he's not in the team. That's another fact for you. I'm oh, sorry, that was a bad one. But most importantly, most importantly, you know, you talk about the fact that, you know, okay, if Spurdy did make this, uh, I'm doing air quotes, you can't see because it's radio, but if Spurdy did commit this howler, howler like that, um, and deserve to be dropped. Then how on earth was Wade Hennessy staying in the team for the last two years? Howler after howler after howler after howler? There because is Because
0: he's been in goal in our only two wins this season. <laughs> Statistics back it up.
3: No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> stop stop. stop. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly called you an extremely guy. rude word on air there, but I've maintained my professionalism. Diaz said he was a howler. Yeah, he cares? <laughs> <laughs> no look I, 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 that, was, that was mock rage there for you Ash, Listen, you are entitled to your opinion mate um, I do think Hennessy is a weaker goalkeeper than Julian Sparone uh, and I do think both need replacing I do support Wayne Hennessy when he's in when he's in goal I do support him as a palace player I just happen to think he's a rubbish goalkeeper uh, that's just Apparently, how it
0: is it's mu- absolute mustering in training absolute you know pulls off
3: worldies it's just when he gets in front of a crowd I, I said it before, plenty of times on the show. I, one of those keeper makes make what I, does what I call make saves, and I don't. And I there's 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 the sort of day in day out stuff that a keeper does, where well, you know makes saves that you expected to make. But you look at even Spironi against Everton, he pulled off two saves that, that, that Hennessy just doesn't make. When Hennessy has a good game, don't get me wrong, he he does. He pulls off the type of save that I'm talking about. it's it's few and far between it really is and you look at i mean Shakiri's goal we'll talk about in a bit it's a good strike it really is but you know with someone with the reach that hennessy's got he should be getting down quicker to that should be really getting a hand to it you know if, if he was a top 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 level goalkeeper you know the fact that he's 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 an average keeper and he won't get to good shots he won't get he won't pull off fantastic saves more often than not and that's the problem that's the difference we're at the Premier League level that's why he gets judged harshly that's why people are always calling for Spironi to come in even though Spironi's at the latter end of his career and is, is not the keeper he perhaps once was so you know there you go that's the best I can sum it up get your point Ash but you know it's always going to be the case unfortunately that I don't think there's a there's a person on the show certainly not one that talks who's who thinks that Wayne Hennessy is the number one just just how it is, just statistics
2: Patrick? Uh- Chris, let's go back to what Nick said. Nick, did you say something about um, being in goal for two wins? What were you, th- what were you No, I've one? just Sorry. been
0: corrected. Right. Um, Cause in been goal room. against Chelsea.
2: J-Doll right. Correct.
0: Radio.net forward slash chat. I love you. J
2: dog. Well played.
3: <laughs> let's move on from that selection. Cause it, let's yeah. face it. It was a shock. It was a shock, but you know, Wayne Hennessy's kept goal for us. Uh, and, and we'll, we'll talk about the save he made in just a moment, but also Scott Dan being dropped out. Now, I think people reacted less badly to this. And and again, I think this is probably worth helping back to last season where, um, I think, I think Tompkins and and Sacco were our best partnership. Luce, is that something you probably feel is still the case? I've been seeing the performance of James James Tompkins yesterday.
1: Absolutely. He was my man of the match yesterday. He was unreal. Um, and I think he is sort of a bit of an unsung hero. He doesn't get the credit that he actually deserves. Um, yeah, it was brilliant to say and I will absolutely agree that Sacco and him are the best partnership we've got at the back.
3: Yeah, I do think with with, with injuries, he's kind of it, that's been that's been his sort of downfall at Palace. The reason he hasn't kept himself in the side for for a huge amount of time. But uh, as, as you say, Luce, he was probably uh, probably mad at the match yesterday. I guess we'll we'll have a chat about that as well later. But it just seems to complement. Sacco, and Sacco still has his his moments, but he just looks a little bit more assured, and um, he's also a very good footballer Patrick, isn't he, Tompkins?
2: Yeah, i am going to throw a stat at you, Chris, I was looking at the passing success rate yesterday Tompkins 85% yesterday um, and Sacco 91% they were the two highest on the team yesterday the two defenders, (laughs) which shows you I think why they they, they work so well together their their, their vision of passing and their, their just ball playing skills is really very good, and I think that's exactly why we're going to definitely end up having Tompkins and Sagos being our, our centre-path pairing. Because again, then they communicate well together and they also definitely, they just they just play the ball out of the back and, and pass so much better than... I'm not saying, I think Dan's a good footballer, but I think I think Tompkins is a bit better as far as, um, or as Nick would say, betterer.
3: Betterer, yeah. Well, funny enough, I was having this conversation uh, uh, Friday before the game with, with Nav, and We were talking about um, last season and about the defence last season. And Nev actually pointed out that when... Uh, when Sacco was out, actually Tompkins and Kelly was a better partnership than, uh, than anyone who, who played when, when Dan was in the team. And that's not, and again, I'm not trying to rubbish down or anything, but it does seem that, you know, the, the players that complement each other the most, it does seem to be that, that Tompkins is almost, almost should be the first name in the team. She instead of Sacco. How do you feel about that? Uh, Nick?
0: Nick? He does play the ball out a little better, doesn't he? Um, lost my shoes. Um, said in the chat room he'd rather have Tomkin starting than Dan. He's much more composed and he's a very intelligent player that can tackle. What else do you need from a defender? Lost my shoe. I wonder who that might be. Yeah. No, but he, he did seem a lot calmer, although I do like Dan, especially when you need a defender to go forward near the end of a game to, to get so, headers because yeah, he started as a striker, didn't he? So, Yeah, Dan's,
3: Dan's a, a terrific player, you know, as, uh, he was been great for us since we signed him really and at the time we signed him he was exactly what we needed you know he's. he's i think he's more you know he's a decent footballer as well you know he's decent on the ball but he just he, you know again he's more of a uh, what i would say he's a direct fall he's more c- footballer he's more comfortable if we're playing a direct counter in style than he is trying to play the ball through the middle and, and being given time on the ball to make decisions loose i was just
1: going to say about dan's reaction to the the goal. Um, there's a <coughs> clip of when Sacco runs over to the dugout of the players' faces as, as the goal goes in and Dan's face, the excitement on it the elation <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is absolutely superb Brilliant. it's better than anybody else in that dugout he, <laughs> he just looks so happy and I love Scott Dan and he has been amazing for us um, but unfortunately I think he may have um, suffered with the curse of the captaincy Because as soon as he received that armband, he kind of went downhill a little bit and he wasn't at his best. Um, But I do love him and I I do wish that he was in the form that we know him in. But sadly, I do feel that dropping him was the right decision.
3: I just sorry, I'm just laughing at Toby Reid's comment, Dan has a fifty <laughs> <pretty> p. <bad>. Uh, <laughs> last minute. Uh, funny enough, Ash Ash Eagle hitting the nail on the head for what I was trying to actually express, which was Dan looks a lot better with Delaney than he does up like, with Sacco or Tompkins. Absolutely right, Ash. those two are uh, um, sort of cut from the same cloth as defenders and would do work extremely well together, really good point you made there, uh, I don't we'll, we'll try and move this on but actually Luce you kind of pushed us in the right direction because I was going to mention of course Sacco made captain for the first time, uh, great decision to do that I think, you know he's an extremely uh, strong influence off the field anyway and, uh, and an absolute warrior on the field and um, I think that was, it was kind of made to be that he was going to get that goal. But it was his reaction afterwards, to Once he got over the initial excitement of scoring, I don't think he kind of understood it at first. There was a moment <laughs> on his face. Where he was like, well, <laughs> what? Happened? I didn't
1: understand it. <laughs>
3: yeah. Then he goes sprinting off and he sprinted to the bench. And it, he made a point after the game to talk about the fact that he wanted to celebrate with the bench because everyone, kind of everyone, plays their part. It's not about the 11, it's about the 15, it's about the squad, it's about the management. And to go over there and, you know, to sort of recognise that there are players on that bench who have played a real part, you know, not just, uh, you know, in that game where they've been taken off, but also the players who weren't selected, uh, but had played briefs, all that kind of stuff. It was just, that's the time, kind of togetherness. And that's a, that's a captain. That's someone promoting the togetherness and, and showing that leadership. And really, you know, that was a moment, pretty special moment for me. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, now's the time to change the captaincy permanently, but, you know, I've got to say, maybe I don't know, Nick, what do you reckon? Maybe maybe Sacco a captain long term. We were talking about do we have any leaders? I've always said, you know, I can see Luca being skipper, but maybe maybe it's made for for Sacco.
0: Perhaps, yeah. He does seem to have you know, he loves the club. We know that. He came here from Liverpool, um, when he could have stayed there or, or gone to Europe. Um and he kind of he he um, Lucy was talking about Mila Yedinak, um, earlier on and I think he's going to embody that battling spirit a bit more, I think. Especially with the captaincy. I mean, I'm so pleased he scored as well.
3: Yeah, no, It was a, it was a great moment, it really was. And everyone knows, you know, last minute goals are beautiful, but uh, it makes it that much more special that it's your captain that gets it as well. So yeah. good stuff. Let's talk a little bit about the game itself. <laughs> <We've> been... <laughs> Half hour in. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. No, it's all good stuff. Obviously, we've talked about the, the selection stuff, so I've written here, barring the first minute in the opening spell, Palace was shit. That's what I've written.
1: Um, (laughs) That's it, review over.
3: (laughs) over. Listen, it was was a good early move. You know, Townsend had a a half chance at one point, but lots of long passes to no one in particular. Um, You know, you go back to the goalkeeper as well, Hennessy booting it into the final third. But realistically, we're looking for someone to make a mistake there and us to pick up the second ball because there's no one to win it. And it was was quite frustrating to watch you know, Sacco came striding out of the defence at one point for, the, for one of the only major incidents in the first half. Gave the ball away. He was knocked over the top into the gap where Shaqiri had just drifted into that Sacco had left. Uh, it's only that his first touch is poor because he doesn't want to take it on his right foot. He wants to cut inside. That gives, him a, um, gives him that gives us that moment to get back. But he still gets the shot away, gets it on target. And actually, very good goalkeeping from Wayne Hennessy to actually make the save there. Because it's not just that... It's straight at him. It's just that Wayne has actually got himself into that position. He's switched on, you know, he's focused on what's happening and he gets himself in, a, in a, an ideal position. And I'll go to you on that Patrick, before I go to Nick. Um, it,
2: Am it,
3: I it over was... the top with my praise there?
2: <laughs> Say that again?
3: Am I over the top with my praise there, fantasy? I thought it was a good... No,
2: good no, 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 no. It was, it was, it was actually, I thought it was an excellent save. I really. I mean, again, I don't want to... Uh, there's no need to knock him. He made a good save. It was a saving important time in the game because you don't want to... <laughs> We did it later. Don't you don't want to fall behind at home, obviously. But no, it was a good save, and the position was good. It was a it was reflex. It was, it was everything about that was good. So was no no issue with that. That was a very good play. And again, it was a key play at the, at that point of the of the game.
3: Well, there we go, Nick. It's a key
0: play. What do you think? It was an excellent save. Uh, can I just bring us back to that? You, you mentioned the the very bright first two minutes we had Um when we went storming forward at the beginning. Zaha got a ball in and. Shawcross absolutely clattered him and got away with it. And I think that set the game, the, the tempo for the game. And I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But I, I just didn't want to skip that because I thought it was an important, important yeah, thing.
3: Yeah, well, Shawcross has been that player for a number of years of clattering people and getting away with it. That's that's his, that's his MO, really. But, um, you know, but,
0: but, yeah, but back to the Sacco thing, um, he is a liability at times. As much as we love him, he can be um, a bit cami- not kamikaze, but he- it's the little errors where he's where he's not showboating, but it- that's why Liverpool wouldn't wouldn't play him in the team because oh. he didn't. They didn't want him to make those errors being flashed.
3: Right. The way, uh, way I sort of he plays a little bit on the edge, you know. He he, he doesn't want to just do the simple thing every time, and, and it, yeah, it is dangerous. You know, we we've seen it. We've seen. Yeah, we saw the, the sort of back heel that got yeah. into, into trouble recently this season was, was just insane. <coughs> Excuse me. It's just there's the sort of things that you do not do.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
3: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. But he, but what else? But the, the other things that he brings are just so, you know, the positives so much outweigh the negatives. Um, you know, he, he, he's perfect for us. But no, I just, you know, I, I think it's important to, to note that it was a, it was two poor teams. It was a very, very poor first half. And, um, and we just struck, we just weren't playing. And, and there's a lot of reasons for that. And, and I'll, I'll come to those as we get further into the analysis, but you know, that, that, that same from uh, a side, there wasn't too much going on, but we upped our urgency a bit around the sort of half hour mark. And Luke um, Loftus treat going from a Zaha pass on the right hand side, uh, crossed into the middle and um, MacArthur who has been doing a lot of, lot of, lot of attacking when selected uh, on the left-hand side of the midfield, comes in narrow quite a lot, allows Townsend or Zaha to drift wide, gets himself in the box. Actually, when you, you know, when I saw it back, wins the, actually wins the header from the cross and is a header on target. Don't think it was powerful enough to actually trouble the keeper but it uh, deflects against of the, of the defender in front of him. Zuma drops down to his feet. And again, he's quick to react, but talking of quick to react, Grant, it's a uh, Lee Grant, isn't it? I think their keeper.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I was getting confused, but yeah, it's Lee Grant. He, he is out so quickly to that. And not only does he get his hand up as, as MacArthur intelligently looks to lift it over him, uh, but it just seems to stick, uh, um, incredible save. It really was. Uh, and that was, that was our best chance of the half. That was pretty much it, but, you know, from from first views, Lucy, you know, you kind of think you've got to score, you've got to t- t- take that chance, and do you kind of fear the worst after that.
1: Absolutely, it's Palace. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> yeah, I d- I, yeah, you should be scoring from there. Absolutely,
3: You Got to praise the save.
1: You've got to praise the, the
3: save, yeah. but yeah, you're right. We've got to take those chances.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and um, that's when you think, oh, well. This is just typical Palace. Um, We're not capitalising on these chances. And that's when you start to think, are we ever going to get ourselves out of this position and make use of those opportunities?
3: Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. And and I think because we played so well in recent weeks, and this was a step back in my view, and obviously at this time it's nil-nil we've just seen a particularly poor half, I, I would say a poor, poor half of football from both sides. And I'm already bemoaning the selection. So I'm feeling quite down about things, you know, and it's, it's kind of a, I'm kind of just thinking I'm already getting myself ready for my hamblings ramblings at that point about, <laughs> about how poor the selection was and how we've negated our own strength. It's uh, gone loose. Well, yeah, you
1: did. The, that half was atrocious. And at half time, you know, um, I caught up with friends and was just like, what the hell is this? You know, we, we should, we shouldn't be uh, in the position that we're in. It shouldn't be nil nil. We should, it it was just absolute dross. However, I did say, I think we can get something from this. And everyone was like, oh no, not if we've got another 45 minutes of this. It's just going to (laughs) be tippy tappy crap. And, luckily
3: <laughs> it wasn't it well it wasn't I, uh, go on nick jump in there well but,
0: but the first half stoke won a lot more of the 50 50 challenges and uh, palace forever in the chat room wholeradio.net forward slash chat it kind of concurs with me there and i thought we had a lot a lot of misplaced passes and townsend his end product wasn't that brilliant and i know we're going to talk about the half-time substitutions but i'd have i'd have um, I'd have almost taken Townsend off at that moment. Um rather than MacArthur.
3: Yeah, look, I think I think you're absolutely right in that we get to that. So we got to half time and, I, and I've actually made a, a couple of notes at half time. And one of which was we've got to we've got to bring Benteke on at half time because we were playing, and I think it was the way Stoke played against us that forced us to play in a way that we had to have a focal point in attack, we had to have someone to hit. With, with a direct pass or someone who was going to hold the ball up because, you know, and, and, I, and I've heard, I've watched goals on Sundays uh, earlier on today and that they, they did this, uh, pointed this out on, on there as well. And it was when you've got three set, three center backs, the type that that Stoke have, there's not only can you not win anything in the air with Zaha and Townsend up top, but there's also no space to operate in between them. And that's why effectively our, our two best players of, of recent times, you know, of Townsend and, and Zaha were just, they, it's not just that they weren't making the right decisions or anything like that. It was quite simply, they were starved of the ball. They saw so little of it. And you can actually look at Wilf in the 90 minutes and say, he saw, saw so, so such little of the football that it was only the, the last five minutes where he got it, that we actually saw how dangerous he is. Um and, and I think Stoke got to get credit for that, but it's also one of the biggest reasons why it was such a struggle in the first half. Patrick. Patrick,
2: sorry, Chris. Um, I was on, <laughs> mute, Sorry. Um, it's ironic too. I watched a bit of the of the Everton game this morning. Um, and um, because the Nias got the retro retrospective ban, they're having to play just like we did last week. They have that they had Morales playing off of Calvert Lewin, and they was just as punchless because they had no they had no focal point. So not having that stat focal point striker is a big problem. And like I said, that's the first half really showed it out yesterday for us.
3: All right, go on, Luis.
1: I think the thing thing that frustrates me most is we're constantly passing back the whole time. We never create chances to push forward. We always, if we're in the middle, then we pass the ball back to Sacco or to Tompkins to get it forward again. It's like, you know, I I just said to you guys in our little chat that I thought Luca had his worst game in a Palace shirt yesterday. And I thought Kabai was probably... My second best player yesterday, but even then, he wasn't that great, and they just kept giving the ball away and the chances like they weren't, like I said before, they weren't capitalizing on opportunities that they had, and then that's where Stoke just had us. I
3: I know, I know what you mean, and well, there's a couple of things in there. I I have a little bit of uh, an issue with the. With how angry people get about us passing the ball back. And that's not just a it's not just a pick on you, it's a general frustration. You hear it in the crowd a load, you really do. They like they they groan the second a ball's passed back. Well, you know, when you watch the best teams play football, every pass isn't a forward pass. It doesn't work that way. You know, you've got to retain the ball. But I know what you mean. We were retaining the ball. Up to a point, then just giving it away, and then that's frustrating to watch. When you watch a team pass the ball sideways and backwards, but then immediately lose it every time they try and go forwards, that's where it can actually drive you a little bit insane, and you forget you forget the whole point of trying to keep the football. But
0: luckily, it was against Stoke as well, because if you're losing the ball against your I won't pluralise teams like Man City and Liverpool, <laughs> <laughs> etc. Sector, sector, etc. you're going to get punished.
3: Yeah, that's right, Nick. Yeah, you you do, but. Um, again, and it just goes back to how they were playing. You know, when you, you, I do feel sorry for for our midfield at times, in the with the way we were playing first half because there wasn't really anything any pass for them to find going forwards. You know, it was very easy for Stoke in the system that they had to to, to mark our attacking players out of the game. However, let's get positive about this. We got to half time. Bro, Hossens made the actual change that was crying out for. Didn't do the obligatory wait for, you know, 55, 60 minutes to for, for making the change. Did it at half-time. Took James McArthur off. He hadn't had a bad game. You know, he'd done the job I asked of him. But I suppose when I saw the line, them line up in the second half, I immediately thought, oh, brilliant. So he's recognised the problem. So problem number one, we needed a focal point in attack. Done. Brilliant. Problem number two, he's got one Wilf out on the left and towns it out on the right, either side of the striker, and then he'll stop wasting Ruben Loftus cheek on the right hand side and he'll put him up uh, just behind Benteke that'd be great and he didn't <laughs> he stuck, stuck to the same system and Wilf running around Benteke uh, stuck Townsend out on the left but shows you how much I know because Townsend actually came right back into the game uh, when placed out on the left Patrick
2: yeah he did and um no uh that's 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 an important thing because I know that he prefers actually playing another side, but again, that kind of got him into the fold of the game more and it helped us create chances and obviously led to, uh, actually it led to um, lots uh, of cheeks goals. So, uh, you know, it, it it's good to it's good to know that you know Roy sees things, analyzes it, and and makes changes. But he, don't, he won't make the change necessarily that we think he should make, but he does make the changes that eventually do work out.
3: Now, I still think he was wrong. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I still think when you look at it, what he, what he did is he got he got Townsend on the ball. Great. But it still, it wasted Loftus' cheek out wide, even though he did get the goal from that position, which we'll talk about in a moment. Uh,
2: exactly. But
3: And it also still left Zaha running around with very little of the football for most of the second half until there was a, a formation change. Suddenly, Wilf was on the wing and all of a sudden we were a much better team for five minutes at the end. And it got us the win. So, first of all, credit to Hodgson, but second of but second, <laughs> damn it, Hodgson, do it earlier.
0: Exactly.
3: <laughs> so, see, I think had
0: had MacArthur come, uh, stayed on and uh, Townsend gone off, I don't think that um, Shaqiri would have, uh, uh, McArthur would have allowed
3: Shaqiri to run through with a ball and score. Well, that's, that's a very good point, Nick, because we, we'll talk about the guy in just a minute, but how easy it was for Shakiri But I've got some other views on that as well. Uh, but what we will say, uh, once, obviously, we did make the change at half-time, uh, a couple of incidents I picked out, there was a moment where Luca played another stray back pass, um, and fortunately, Hennessy was very, very quick out to clear, which was, uh, which was good to see. And then we had a little spell of pressure, and Kabai puts Benteke in, and he could show, it shows that Benteke needs games, because <clears throat> whilst the pass was perhaps a little bit heavy he just he didn't take the shot on as the ball went across him he, he went to sort of went to shoot and thought better of it and then it allowed the ball to drift wide when he finally did get the strike away hit the side net in but uh, good to see Benteke uh, get in in, uh, in, you know, in 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 good scoring positions uh, but desperately needs games in my opinion uh, to, to, to get the best out of him but again like I say good to see um, but then it's not too long after that that we get the first goal, and um, we're on again. We're on the attack, and it's and it is a quick breakaway. And Shakiri is does what good players do. He stands in a space between a bunch of players that no one's actually occupying, uh, just past the halfway line. So when he receives the ball, about four players around him and a fifth coming in. So realistically, you've got to expect us to defend there. But what he does is he turns and he immediately puts runs at full pelt. So all of a sudden, that's that's he's got it onto his left foot, which is what you don't want. He's running at full speed, which makes it very difficult to put a challenge in without fouling. But do you know what? Sometimes you've got to foul because what we did was we were indecisive. Now, I, I would say the key moment in that was the moment where he when he sprinted away and Luca Luca and uh, Jeffrey Schlupp um, both go to go after him and neither neither makes that decisive move towards him so Jeff Schlupp is not marking anyone on the left there's no one out running on the overlap so he's, he's pacey so you think he's got to come across but similarly Luca has got to really break his neck to get there and if he's not going to get the ball he's got to get the man and, and, and make the foul as that's happening Sacco's backing away and trying to find a, a moment to put a challenge in but basically, hesitancy from everybody. Shots, they're just drilled in. It's a good shot, a good strong low shot. You know, again, if you're being critical, you 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 think an absolute top level keeper. You're going to struggle to beat him from there. But you know what? He, he's done. He's done everything he can do to get there. Doesn't get there. It's past him before he can really get his hand down. So certainly no real fault of the goalkeeper there. But the the defense has got to look at themselves there because because it's. It's indecision. It's not poor decisions. It's indecision. Patrick.
2: Yeah, I wrote down, um, Lucas backed off, war too slow, schlup ran beside, lost possession in the middle of the field, can't happen. Um, it reminded me of the Andre Ayu goal. You know, I've, we saw it a few weeks ago. I mean, we've done that now twice in three matches. We can't continue to let players run from the center of the circle, beat four defenders, take a shot and beat our goalkeeper, whether it's Barone or Hennessy. It just going to happen. So, um, I'm sure Roy seen it now twice and is going to address it, but that's twice it's happened. And if we can cut out those kind of stupid goals, we're going to be better off, but we can't let that happen. It's just a it, it is. Look, there's ish. It's
3: good, there's, ish, there's good skill there that you've got to admire. Oh, right?
2: definitely.
3: It's Chik- a great player. He, he's a superb player. Rubbish, yeah. rubbish going back and defending <laughs> his own area. Yeah, uh, does, drifts right. in and out of the game and has, has absolutely zero on his right foot. But, <laughs> you know, if you let him run at you on his left foot, he, he's quick and he's, Decisive and he's incred- got incredible technique. Definitely. Fabulous player like that, and um, you know, again, it's, we're, we're, we're saying what we could have done to stop it, but you have to sometimes stop and admire the skill. Nick,
0: um, somebody in the chat room has said that maybe they were reticent in, in going for the ball and fouling because they know how good he is at free kicks. That could have been a bit of a worry for them, but yeah, you've, you've, you've just got to take one for the team, surely.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think you've got to say. But I know that's cynical. I, for me, for me, again, I go back to it. It's about making a decision, you know, because yeah. no decision, no decision is the worst decision you're going to make. I really do think. But uh, loose.
1: I just was it skill or was it just unacceptable play by our players?
3: No, it was skill.
0: It was a great was goal, Luce. It was one of the best goals a, I've seen. For it's,
1: it's, me, what, watching it, because like, I was, I'm in the Homesdale so from I was that end of it being scored. It was just like, you, he just went, it was like, ding, ding, ding. It was like a bloody um, pinball machine. He just, like, sort of whizzed through all our players and knocked it in. And our, just, our players just stood there and didn't even react. It, I, I that it's, was so yeah. frustrating. Yeah, it might be skill, it might not be. It might have just been the fact that our players did nothing. But it just, it aggravates me when they just stand there and watch it and don't even stick a leg out or you know yeah him.
3: I know exactly what you mean I think what's really difficult when you when you look at the the defenders the defenders running back with him particularly when you've got the one along, so, alongside him in Jeff Schlupp that's the person who's got to make the challenge for me because he's alongside him when you, if you look at what Sacco does Sacco it actually looks embarrassing for Sacco because he's backed off and backed off and then he's just he's stepped up but he's kind of at that point Shakiri's going full speed past him so Sacco looks like me trying to defend at FIFA he press press the button about fourteen minutes after the player's gone past him. <laughs> it's, it's 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 really poor, but but it's not his fault because he he's he's you know he's standing face on with the guy coming towards him. It's you can't, you know, what I mean, it's very difficult to get a challenge in in those circumstances. Once he's once he's got the momentum, it's all and about. He,
2: and if he does, it's a penalty. So yeah,
3: yeah, exactly right. It's uh, but like I say again, indecision. So I do I do think there's a bit of both. I think you have to admire the ability of the player that scored. But certainly, we we will look at that as a team. Um, and so, I think you used the word "unacceptable" loose, and I think that might sound harsh. But I think when they look at it, they'll probably feel like that themselves, and it isn't actually acceptable to let a player do that, however good he is. But there we go. Do you, um, do you
1: think it was Wayne. Sorry, do you think Wayne could have saved it?
3: I, as I said, I. <sighs> I think a top level goalkeeper. Uh, I'm thinking someone like De Gea or Hugo Check. Lloris or maybe yeah, maybe Peter Cech. I think a player like that, you know, uh, Courtois, they might they might they might make you a save there. And that's you know that's the difference between a top level goalkeeper and a goalkeeper like the ones we've got. You know, and, and again, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just saying a top level goalkeeper, just like a top level striker, will actually save you something or you know get a goal out of nothing really. And um. And there we go. Uh, go on, Patrick.
2: And Chris, to be fair, I don't think Sponny saves that either. So,
3: yeah, no, I, yeah, totally agree. I don't think Jules gets there. No. Right. It, totally did,
0: well, it, really. it did remind me of the Maradona goal against England a little bit. Oh. And in that, all the defenders were playing the part of Terry Fennec and not getting <laughs> each <Chelsea. laughs> <laughs> What a goal.
3: Anyway, let's. Um, but I don't know. Not, obviously, we equalised straight away, which is which is a great thing. But I've got to say this when that goal went in, I was. Uh, I went straight onto our homestay radio chat, and I was in the middle of writing an incredibly long despondent uh, comment that just says, "That's us. We, we're done. We're going down this season. We're we've we've gone from playing well to playing terribly. Uh, the team selection was awful. I don't know what the manager's thinking of, and now we're being beaten by a team that's that, that's just so poor. Um, and yet again, it's it's down. It's all our own doing. All this kind of stuff. I absolutely, I thought that was it. For me, that was our season done. I thought, we're going to go and lose this game, and we are done. I'll be honest with you. Completely. I said that. But that's well, it. I just, yeah. you, just, you think, oh, we can't, we can't do anything.
0: I think we forget, though, that Stoke had a good record before they came to us in away games. They, had, they hadn't lost for a few games, at least. I think, yeah, they? they
3: were unbeaten in three or four games. You know, they would picked so. up. Yeah. But, but, you know, I was absolutely... That was it. The season season done for me. It really was. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm very wheezy today <clears throat> but uh, no, it's I, I've got to put that on record before I get into the next bit, which is of course you know, the real, the fight that Palace have shown, the actual the never giving up, the, the will to win um, and most importantly, just doing the right things play, having the right players on the pitch makes a, makes a real difference um, Go on Luce if, if you want to say something before I get into this
1: I think it was refreshing that we actually equalised shortly after they scored because normally when teams score against us, we kind of capitulate and give up. And there was no sense of that yesterday. No. So it was a poor game. It was really great to see us equalise within minutes of them scoring, which is not a very palissy thing.
3: It's not. And it makes all the difference because, you know, you, you don't, like you say, when we tend we, to we concede, we do tend to have a little wobble, um, and we, we we're kind of liable to concede more at, at that moment in time. You know, if we don't, we, we we tend to get back in the game. But if you if we spend ten to fifteen minutes getting back in the game, then you really don't go on and win. You know, that's that's the bottom line. But it was important to get back when we did. Um, and what I liked especially was it, it. We just again, as I was getting to, we kind of made best use of the players we had out of the pitch to do it and that was Townsend was out on the left we he'd been getting a little bit more joy but Benteke up front what does Kabay do? gets on the ball looks up sees Benteke pull away he knows what Benteke wants and what he's going to do great ball up to him and this you know all the people who lay into Benteke and say you know okay he hasn't scored this season he's had injury was poor before his injury but this is what he's about the ball was shipped up to him to anyone else pretty much on that pitch other than maybe Peter Crouch that's a nothing ball you're not yeah. going to get anywhere near that Benteke wins it, but not only does he win it, he heads it back into an area where Townsend can do something with it. He's got some space. Don't just head it to Townsend's feet. He's he's thinking he's intelligent enough and good enough to be able to head it into an area that Townsend can go to and have a bit of space to do something with it. So Townsend gets a great cross in with his weaker foot. Shawcross misses it. Yes, that's absolutely true. We get a little bit of luck there defense on the back post sort of they, they kind of lose it because Wilf sort of drifts off and then they both end up trying to mark Wilf leave uh, Loftus cheek on his own and that's actually a really good controlled finish as well because it's first time it's exactly where it needs to be and it's a it's a great moment because you know you can see it on his face and you can see the way that Wilf celebrates the two of them absolutely loved it and a great time to get back into the game Nick wasn't it
0: exactly right you know we We needed to get back in as quickly as possible, and our, se- our season depended on it. It really did. it did
3: it sounds sounds melodramatic, doesn't it? It sounds <laughs> oh we needed that so much. It was so quick as
0: well. well. I was just sort of getting my head out of my hands before we we were back up the pitch there. Um but the defending was awful from Stoke. Oh yeah, absolutely but- <laughs> awful and but the finish to see it we've we've had a little swing, but it's kind of pulled back, didn't he?
3: Yeah, yeah, he did. He, well, you know, it, it was going to go to him, but obviously Peter stepped off of Loftus' cheek and stepped across Wilf to stop him getting to it. But it just it shows you the, the benefit of having players who are switched on. And uh, Loftus' cheek was switched on. Again, hadn't had the best of games up to that point. Really hadn't. It was, does seem wasted out there, uh, but does, does his job, moves well, links with Wilf particularly well. But... Um, But, yeah, you know, it's a special moment for him as well. I hope hope it helps him kick on and and have even more of an impact in in a Palace shirt. Patrick?
2: Yeah, and it's also good, Chris, to have Menteke on the pitch. You described it well. What he, people don't see what he does. But, again, having him where he was allows now other players like Loftus-Chicken, to get in at the back post, score the kind of goals. If he's not on the pitch, then we're not making that kind of cross. There's, you know what I mean? Because Wolf probably is more central or and or closer to the or So, again, that opens up and creates more space for other players, which we're going to need to score more goals. If you look at what we're doing this year, we actually got a lot more goals, obviously, from other positions then centre forward because we don't have centre forward this year who scored yet so.
3: well um, Sam producer Samantha has just pointed out that it's 9pm I think we've got overexcited on this show today <laughs> <laughs> so, it's bloody uh, Wayne Hennessy's fault it is damn it Wayne that's <laughs> what we'll do uh, I'll skip some of the other things but I do I do want to talk about uh, even though we were at 1-1 I was just I thought we were doing a lot better there was some some nice moves but it wasn't we weren't really creating anything too too dramatic, So, but we will get uh, to the two major incidents before before um, well, the two major incidents of the second half that we've got left really but I do want to make the point that I, I'd written in my notes, it was around 75 minutes and I was just saying that Wilf is just starved of possession we've got to do something because once he's on the ball, anything can happen it really can, but the way he was just he was buzzing around Benteke but he wasn't seeing any of it I love the fact that the Wilf Zaha now doesn't show his frustration during that. He used to you'd, you'd think a, year, a couple of years back, he'd be moaning and he'd have gone and he'd just be, you know, absolutely fed up to the back teeth that, um, that he hasn't seen any of the ball. But he just kept going and going and going. And there was a little formation shift, uh, and it was it, it was basically what I'm talking about. It was getting Wolf out wide using Benteke as the, as the sort of spearhead uh, and putting Towns on the other side of him. And all of a sudden we start looking at a better side. But before we go and score this last-minute winner, we have probably the miss of the season, If the way he's missed it. Uh, and that's Ryan Shawcross. I mean, we can all laugh. We can all laugh now, can't and we? And I will do. Yeah. <laughs> now, I don't know about who, who, whether you feel this way, Nick, but I think when you look at what he's done and his reaction afterwards, I think he's kind of he's gone into automatic defender mode exactly exactly. he's he's got the balls come over and he's just thought and he's just gone into autopilot and cleared it and then he suddenly go why have i cleared it i swear if you lit read he's he might be saying something else he probably was i thought i think he was it's like why did i do that what what happened uh we've got away with one of them
0: definitely and do you know what it's about bloody time yeah too right you know, it's it, it, hopefully the the luck evens itself out over the season because you know any other game that would have gone in, wouldn't it? I mean, ben has missed worse.
3: <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but I, I I just think I think it just it was almost meant to be there, wasn't it? And I don't know, Patrick was the cross from Shakiri Was it potentially even going in at that point? I'm not sure.
2: I, I couldn't tell from the angle, but uh, again, your point about about short cost. I don't know what he was... Do- I don't know why he didn't try and take it with his left foot. I don't know how he doesn't... Because Hennessy's not getting there, so he's already past Hennessy. So, if he even chests it, any part of his body he gets on, besides his hand's going to score. So, you're right. I think automatic defender must have just kicked in, which, again, yeah. I'm appreciative of, because that, a goal there would have been gutting for us. It really would have been.
3: Yeah, I mean, it is a fantastic clearance.
2: It really is. It's, it's it better is. than anyone... That- Ben and Delaney, Dan, Sacko, Tompkins done all year this for us. So.
3: Absolutely. Well, the beauty, loose that uh, uh, both Nick and Patrick have had their say on that is you get to say, uh, talk first in your reaction to the goal. Now, let me describe it. <laughs> um, we've we've had we've had a corner. Um, it's not really not really creating anything, but the ball's come out to Zaha. Dances around a little bit, gets to the byline, chips it in, gets cleared out. Zuma clears it, you know, coming to the end of the game. Gets back at Zaha's feet. Lovely little piece of skill. Right foot across. Eludes everybody um, and finds its way to Johan at the back post. Kabai's touch and technique is absolutely superb to get a shot away. Takes it on the top of his chest, hits it first time, right foot volley. Lee Grant swiping at thin air to try and get to it, hits the inside of the post, and you kind of like, that's the moment you think, no, you can actually see Wilfred Zaha has his head in his hands where it's hit the post and bounced out. But Mama Sacco, captain for the day, just, you know, cool as you like, str- smashes it into the net, and Selhurst Park just absolutely explodes. What a moment.
1: It was amazing, wasn't it? It was. I literally two minutes before I was sat with Chris Windsor and his dad I was sat in the middle of them and I was leant forward and I had my hands together and I was going please palace please please and um Chris's dad Steve he said to, he was like he was just laughing at me because I think they both thought that nah, it's not going to happen and then all of a sudden it just happens and we all just looked at each other and just screamed our heads off and hugged each other and it was just perfect. I ran up the stairs and hugged one of my other friends, ran back down again, was swinging my scarf around. It was just, it was amazing. And it was just the perfect end and just what we needed. And, you know, Andros came out and tweeted, you know, we play really well for so many games and don't get anything and play crap for 90 minutes and win it. And, you know, that just summed up our season so far. And, yeah, it was magnificent and Thoroughly
3: deserved, I think. And Nick, you got to celebrate with your daughter?
0: Yeah, she thinks it's going to be like that every week. Really.
3: <laughs> when was the last time that happened? Against Coventry? No, it was Sheffield United about 20 years ago, something like that. Yeah, no, that's,
0: Clint,
3: your, Clint, that's in the Premier Clint League. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. We played Co- oh, yeah, yeah, Coventry, where Jermaine Easter yeah. East scored twice.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, in the last It was midi, hit, It was Forreston's debut, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it? I don't know. I've I, Yeah, yeah I've talked about that that. Coventry one before I think, but, yeah, but, yeah. I've talked. I talk about that as the game that I've celebrated the most ever, despite the fact it was entirely meaningless. <laughs> 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 so who cares? Well, so who curious. cares that we beat Coventry? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody cares. Not even Coventry. But that no, it was it. Was good. But last minute goals are just beautiful in football. They really are. And um yeah, it was a special, special moment. And uh screaming a bit at the TV, Patrick.
2: Yeah, it was uh, actually yeah, it was. It, <laughs> I went a little mental yesterday. I'm not going to lie because we don't get many last minute winners. I mean, last time I went mental was a was a Zaha equaliser, but it's, it it was it, it was great and it's stuff that we really really deserve because again, as as um uh, Roy said, you get what you get, you don't get what you deserve, and we we got what we got. And you know what, I'll take it because I really feel like you know these kinds of wins are the ones that c- that can propel you to you know run to now what four games? I guess I'm being at home. Four yeah. straight times, scoring two goals at least, first time ever. So, we've got some good we've got some good mojo going forward. So, I love the fact that, that you know, that, that win. And then coming right before the Brighton match, just perfect timing. So, I mean, really, all things pointing upward for us right now.
3: Listen, if it, if it, you mentioned the home record, and, and that's where I'll end the review on. Because it does, it feels good to have this unbeaten run at home. Because it's been, in the Premier League, we've just not done it. We've not nope. made Sellers Park, you know, that... It's a cliche, but we've not made home a fortress, despite the fact we've always had, you know, some of the best, if not the best support, you know, home support in the league. We should, we should be an incredibly difficult place for teams to come and get points. We really should. And we're starting to see that under Hodgson. Um, and The team and, and the management have to get a lot of credit for that. I'd like to see us continue to pick points up away. And obviously that starts Tuesday. Uh, with that massive game against Brian, which um, I cannot wait, cannot wait for, although slightly terrified by, it. Um, I've got to say. Um, oh, we just seem to have lost Patrick, Sam. You mentioned Brighton. Yeah, he's just gone, just hates it. Uh, but we are ending the show here anyway. But before I go, I've got a very special announcement for you. Uh, if you haven't picked it up on our social media chat and all that kind of stuff, we are doing a very special thing for Christmas an advent pod calendar. We've called it calendar cast, pod calendar card, one of those sorts of things. Um, and well, to explain exactly what it is, we are doing 24 shows. That's 24 shows, a show a day from the 1st of December to Christmas Eve. What? Why are we doing that? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why are we doing that? But we are oh doing God. that. And uh, I can reveal, we are are talking to the likes of Julian Speroni, Darren Ambrose, Danny Butterfield, Clint Hill, Peter Ramage, uh, Patty McCarthy.
0: I'm
3: allowed allowed to to say so. I won't give you any more names, but we've got some fantastic interviews. They're all of a kind of Christmassy theme. Some are longer than others, but uh, it's a real treat um, to bring you those. It really will be. And um, Make sure that you are subscribed to our podcast on whichever pod thing that you use be it iTunes or Stitcher or whatever they are. Uh, do subscribe to the show, and you will get a show a week over the Christmas period. And, a show you know, a day, yeah, a, show a week, yeah. We get a show a week anyway, usually, but in this period, yeah. you'll get a show a day, yeah. Start so it out, it's
0: fine. Two shows on the Sunday, then I've no idea. I haven't thought of that, but Jay Dog Free in the chat room. Well done, chat room people tonight. You've been brilliant. Um, it says, "Yay, that's my commute sorted out for December."
3: Exactly, exactly right, and mine as well. Funny enough, I love some, <laughs> well, voice. listen to yourself. Obviously, I don't listen when I'm not on.
0: <laughs> you get the producer to blank out everybody else's voices and send you a special tape of just you, don't you?
3: Obviously, <laughs> why, <laughs> why wouldn't I? <laughs>
0: We've got them all in there. We've got tapes like um, Frasier has.
3: One's missing. Brilliant well, episode. Okay. Well, what a better place to end the show than Nick talking about Frasier. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what anyway,
3: a so, so what? before those interruptions, what I was leading to was here is a little special teaser for you of those podcasts.
0: Yeah, it, it was the exact same with under in Dowey. To be honest, we—I um, remember—we signed uh, the two boys from Inter Milan, uh, and Arms, and Sorondo.
3: Signed Gabor, signed Julian, signed Caviedes, Eva Cavidas, wasn't it? Oh my days! Yeah, want to forget, but now. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> You know, when we when we signed you, we kind of thought we'd signed a a centre back, and um, but then you came in and made left back your own. I think I thought you standing the centre back as well. He said uh, you were quite quiet when you were there, or or at least not the the Danny Butterfield. He found out that you were when he uh, when he joined Palace. Was that simply because you're at Charlton? Well,
0: when you're sent there on a secret mission, you can't go (laughs) and. being the life and soul of the
3: party and then drag them down oh dear some uh, some cracking moments there I wonder if you can guess who those two were you probably can, I've mentioned their names already it was Danny Butterfield and Clinton Hill Uh, cracking cracking chats with both of those gents and um, yeah, really look forward to hearing all of that stuff thank you very much to Sam for producing Thank you to Lucy, to Nick and to Patrick. And uh, obviously there will be some sort of show in midweek related to Brighton. I'm not sure what we're going to do exactly yet, I'll be honest. But uh, keep an eye on the usual feeds and uh, we'll be back next week. Cheers, bye. Later. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: Even
0: when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.